Welcome to the Roundtable, episode 120. I am Jennifer Eller, the Events and Environment Ministry Leader here at Life Church, and we have the one and only Mike <laughs> Hill, our lead pastor, and then this beautiful woman, Mary Clark, who is I just adore with my whole heart. So welcome, Miss Mary. <laughs> you know, Jennifer, it's a good thing I know you, because Why? I just think it's funny when People refer to me in certain ways. There could be a very negative connotation or a very positive connotation to the one and only in this way and the one and only in this way. So, Always good. Yeah, the I know one that and you only. love me, so I'll take yes. the one and only yes. in, yeah, sure. in a good way. So, yes. Mary, it's great to have you on. So I just want to just share personally from my own heart what... Um, you and Lance have met to Life Church mm-hmm. um, because that's the other thing that, you know, when I knew you were coming on and you were kind of like, is there an escape route? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, is there a way to get out? I think one of the things that people d- probably don't know that are coming now is you guys came in the hard times, mm-hmm. you know, so you were mm-hmm. here through the times where there weren't any leaders and there weren't any mm-hmm. money. And honestly, most people who were leaders came and saw how hard it was going to be and said, mm-hmm. I'm out, mm-hmm. you know, and I always mm-hmm. compare you guys to Stephen Twyla because mm-hmm. Stephen Twyla were the beginning, beginning, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when it was, I don't even know if hard's the right word mm-hmm. because it was so chaotic that I don't even know what <laughs> we were doing, but you guys came in some times where Sherry and I and our family were like, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. this is so hard and are we doing it right? Are we not mm-hmm. doing it right? And so to see people who had come and have stayed and not only stayed, but been a huge mm-hmm. part of the development of leaders of Life Church to um, like you guys just got done with Grow Night doing another marriage class and you guys are like the, you know, oh, superstars of oh, teaching marriage. Gosh. Well, no, I'm just saying, I think people have had great response. I mean, I think people have said, whether it's through the curriculum, the way it's you're teaching. It's the curriculum. It yeah. honestly, yeah. Francis Chan, he's it, amazing. But it's okay to take some credit. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you. it's okay to say, you know, yeah. we have, because the, the thing that's, that you've allowed is you've allowed yourself to be used, even though you're busy everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. See, that's the difference. Like <clears throat> when people come and they're in high leadership positions, mm-hmm. it's not like they're looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, Lance mm-hmm. and Mary weren't looking for something to do, mm-hmm. but you guys came and chose to make a sacrifice mm-hmm. because you believed in Life Church and you believed in the things that were going on here and you've stuck it out through, yeah, difficult times. It's cool to see mm-hmm. the fruit now, you know, yeah. and see what's yeah. going on. But I think for us, it's just a big thank you, you know, mm-hmm. to you guys coming and being a part of and mm-hmm. yeah, and that you guys are going to be famous. That's the other part. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The oh, Lance's gosh. movie, like to think that Lance's, sto- the guy that the story, Wayfaring mm-hmm. Stranger, right? Sweet. Which is, I think that's still happening, right? The voting? It is. And, you know, honestly, um, so we're right now on Angel Studios. You right. can go on the app and yep. you can vote. We have to get 60% thumbs up. Right. Um, it's at like 45. And even this morning, Lance is like, you know what? It might not be God's will. And that's okay. Right. You know? But if you're a listener, yes. go on the Angel Studios app. Mm-hmm. 
best way to do it. So it download is. the app it and is. it costs you money, but it's only a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing that Lance has always said from the beginning, the power of story yep. and taking the power of story. And, you know, you can research more about Lance's own story of trying to figure out how to take film and put it in a way that changes people's lives and yep. what he's doing at the university and how he brought it into that. So the 20 bucks is well worth it, right? Go on there, go on the app, spend 20 Sweet. bucks. Right. Thank you. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Go on there and spend twenty yep. bucks because yep. if we want to change the world, we have to we have to understand this. Movies and film change people's mm-hmm. lives. They just yep. do. And so we either have a choice to let Hollywood take it over, right? Or let the Christian world take it right. over. And so I'm all for like, let's get on there, let us let's get it done. And Thank you. you know, maybe when we put it out, maybe when we get this podcast out, we can put a link to all the people who are Yep. Those type. Nick's Nick's giving me a thumbs up so he can do that. Thank you. Get it out there. So if you are a listener or somebody watching on YouTube, get it out there, share it, because that's the other thing that makes it possible. Share, get it out so we can get it out there. I think it's an incredible story. I love it. I always said, if I watch a movie and I go home with something that changes me, Mm. that's a movie that's worth watching. Mm. So it was a movie that's worth watching. So anyway, thank you you for for all those things. So tell us a little bit about you. Last book that you've read that you loved. Oh, wow. Last book that I've read that I've loved. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like, it can be any kind of book or maybe movie. Right. If it's like whatever, it's a little insight into your brain now, the things that you love. <laughs> well, I, we just had a hallway conversation last week and I told you I was going to send you books and I haven't done it, mm-hmm. but I just finished. Um, I'm not going to remember now. I told you, you were like, mm-hmm. you've been reading them. The same author. Yeah, I have to go back in my It's phone. the pause app. It's, oh, John Eldridge. Yeah. Um, he wrote. Um, Either way, the last two books that he wrote are awesome because one's about being in the presence of God and pausing and, yep. and understanding. That's the one I just That's finished. one I read on vacation. And uh, the one I'm reading now is How to Hear from God. That's not the actual yeah. title, well, but it's, but yeah. I've always loved John Eldridge, you know, and the yeah. things that he writes because I think it just gives you a different perspective on it. Because the one's like, slow down. That's Take Your Life Back. That's yeah. one I just finished. Yeah, take Your like, Life Back. It's amazing. Yeah. It's how, to, how to live in the midst of chaos, essentially, right. to be able to get your life back on the yeah. purpose that I God. I need that book. Oh, it's so good. Does it everybody? <laughs> and I am it, living life in oh, the fast lane right now. Yes. Yeah. Such a fast lane. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it like... It's, I was telling Mike that you could, it comes with an app. So wow. it's called the pause app. I didn't even I don't know want that. The app, but. It's, <laughs> oh, the app is so amazing. So it'll basically, you can set it to remind yourself to pause. Hmm. And then, so like, there's like, right now I have two times a day where it's like, remember to pause. But the whole point is remember to reconnect to God. Hmm. And then he, you can either like have, like, he, it's really like, if you see the app, it'll, because in the book, it's like, you know, give everyone and everything to God, give everyone and everything Mm -hmm. to God. And he can, you can either have him read it to you or you can do it. But the whole book is about how do I pause in the midst of chaos and give everyone and everything to God. And he talks about like our Mm -hmm. brains and cell phones and what that's doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, spiritual dis. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing book. So I just finished that one. And I think we missed the point of like, too many times in the Christian world, and I think this happens in Christian ministry, you're so busy doing the work of God that you don't feel the presence of God. Yep. And I think that's a problem. And the right? presence of God is what changes everything. That's what I mean. I mean everything. Yeah. That's right? why we've always encouraged our staff, like, 
I would, I would love to see moments in your schedule that is pausing and listening because then we can be That's assured seven. of this, mm-hmm. that you're going to do whatever he says, mm-hmm. right? Like we can mm-hmm. be assured that he's talking to you instead of what's the next best idea and what's the pressure of the people. Like, unfortunately, at times church becomes the pressure of the people. Yeah. So whatever yep. the people want, you tend to mold yourself to it. And not that we don't love people, but we for sure love the Lord more, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so I think the church needs to be what mm-hmm. the Lord wants it to be. And honestly, for people, sometimes that's not going to be what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. That's just, that's a reality. I mean, think about Jesus, mm-hmm. right. you know, he had to get away and people didn't want, they, they're they like, right. I need more of you, you right. know. And he's like, no, I'm going to get away. Mm-hmm. Right. Nope. Right. Teaching the teaching the trust factor and teaching people that were not Jesus, like you think in Christian mm-hmm. ministry is a hard thing. Like I'm not listen, I know I didn't answer your text for two days, but believe me, you're okay. Like you're, right. you're gonna be okay. You know, things are gonna be fine. Right. right. Like the thing that you thought was mm-hmm. urgent. So I mean, yeah. like last night I get a call from a guy at 11 o'clock. My phone's on do not disturb, mm-hmm. you know, and I look and see who it is, and I'm like, well, I am not answering it because mm-hmm. it's somebody who at this point thinks that I can fix everything. And I already know that I can't mm-hmm. fix everything. Mm-hmm. So unless he leaves me a message that he's dying or on the street, yeah, I'm not answering mm-hmm. the phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what that will do is either cause him to push more into, okay, go to the person who can have the answer instead mm-hmm. of who you think has the answer, or he'll be mad at me. One of the two, right? But we can't bail that out all the time. Like we got to be okay to just say, you know what? I'm not going to be the one to fix it anyway. Mm -hmm. And if it's really that urgent, leave me a message and and I'll listen to the message. But when they don't, that to me just says, yeah, yeah, it it was not something that needed to be answered right then. I think Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, boundaries, right? And so the second book that I just finished reading is, um, it's called The Other Half of Church. And I love it because Mm -hmm. it's about brain science and neuroscience Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. the church—I was telling Mike about this, but the the last chapter is about the narcissistic pastor. (laughs) And I was like, I don't even know if I even want to send this to Mike because he's going to be like, you're going to think I'm a narcissistic pastor. But that right there tells me— You recommended the book and highlighted, read the last chapter. Read Read the last chapter, by the way. (laughs) But because just the fact that, you know, you don't— think that you can solve every problem that tells me you're not a narcissist you know what I mean like I I don't have to answer every call like I don't have to you run to Jesus like you know what I mean so but anyhow that book is amazing Mm -hmm. it's because it talks about how um the church has traditionally focused on um one side of our brain, you know, just like the the logical mm. side of our brain and, you know, following rules. And, um, but there's another whole side of our mm. brain that is Jesus was big time into the, you know, the side of our brain that looks at pictures and images and tells stories. And, and um, if we just focus only on the one side of our brain, um, it's not really whole Christianity. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's amazing. And we're learning more and more about the brain and we can take pictures of the brain now and we can, you know, and true connection is both sides of our brain. Right. And I think you guys, so I'll have three staff members in here that can answer <laughs> this question. But so I, <laughs> I have always said, 
The easiest thing to do as a staff is to use that side, not the other side, but the logical side. Yep. Tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Give me a list of things to do. Yep. And I'm always saying, use the imagine, Good. dream. Yeah. You know, Great. is that true, mm-hmm. false? That's true. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's the hardest part to use. Yeah. To imagine the things that God wants yep. the church to be, to mm-hmm. dream about what could happen, to to put ourselves mm-hmm. out there in things that aren't that logical. Mm-hmm. Like I love that world. Like I I mm-hmm. love the world to think that we're gonna try some things that might not seem logical at all, mm-hmm. but that opens up the dreaming and the imagination and the thoughts mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, and then teaching the church to say, you know what? Uh, we're not going to have, we're not, we don't want to lean towards your logical side because mm-hmm. the logical side of the brain says, well, what do I know? Here's no, what I, yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Corinne, I know. <laughs> I don't actually know what that, but I know what people want. What people want is to come in and use the logical side of their brain. Mm-hmm. Give me a list. Tell me yep. what to do. Yep. If you give me a list and tell me what yep. to do, you're a successful church. I'm like, we don't have anything to do. Here's all we want you Mm -hmm. to do. We got to get the Sunday morning done. So do that. And the rest of it is, Mm -hmm. what does God want you to do? So start dreaming, start imagining, start thinking, start processing. And that, if you listen to people in Discover Life, has been the hardest Mm -hmm. thing for them to do at life. To connect because we don't give them the hundred things that we could Mm -hmm. keep them busy doing. We're just saying, I don't know, what do you... What do you want to do? What do you think God wants you to do? But I think that's true and hard at the same time. Oh, I love that. And if you look at like the counseling office, like, um, you know, our brain can't be reactive and curious at the same time. So when we look at the curious part of our brain, like that's like a goal of like every session, like let's be curious, Hmm. you know, because we can get deep if we're curious. But otherwise our defenses Mm -hmm. come up and like, oof, no, you know, but if we're curious Mm -hmm. and if you think about like, you know, God was the creator. God, like mm. he, he is very creative. He's very curious. Like it's beautiful to tap into that. It's amazing. Right. Amazing. Right. Yeah. I still, mm-hmm. I've said this before in a podcast, when you listen to the Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first books, Aslan speaks the world into existence and he's singing it. And uh, to this day, uh, it still brings me tears. Like when I'm mm-hmm. listening to it, to the thought of God, the creator that spoke and breathed into existence, mm-hmm. all of the beautiful things that you see. Like mm-hmm. you can just look around and you're thinking, it's so, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just incredible to think, how did you ever think of these things? How is the, mm-hmm. the expanse of who he is and the creativeness of who he is? And then we wonder, like, I wonder if he cares about my problems. Mm-hmm. You, know, right. wonder, you know, it just expands the brain in ways that, yeah, I think are. Wow. Yeah. So think about this. Go ahead. Oh, and to think that he sang it. Stop it, Corinne. Can you like, is is that like, that's amazing. Corinne's got food in her mouth right now. She can't. I mean. (laughs) Go ahead, Corinne. No, I actually, I just heard um, from a podcast I was listening to that um, humans and like God are the only um, like beings that are, that were created to sing. So like angels weren't created to sing. If you look in scripture, like angels come and speak and they come and declare, but they don't sing. Like animals don't sing, but we're made in God's image and we we can sing. And I just thought that was beautiful. That's amazing. So, yeah. And that Some uses- of us better than others, <laughs> but we can all sing. And, you know, that uses the creative side of our brain. You know, when we Singing sing. does? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that book talks about it. Like we're, um, 
you know, we're a people that sing. We're a people that sing. And I don't care if you don't even sing good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my favorite to, st- to stand next to someone. Like, Sherry couldn't carry a tune, and I loved singing with her. It was my favorite. Runs in the family. Oh, it was my favorite. Like, when she was worshiping and just bellowing it out, oh, I just literally cannot tell you how much I loved it. It was precious. I do, too, but that's why I'm glad I sit in the front row. That way nobody nobody hears me, right? Like, I'm past everybody, and you can't do that. All right, so, Mary, a couple things. So, out of through your experience in life, through your professional experience in uh, being a counselor, through just being with people, what do you think are some of the big issues facing the world today? You know, we talked before the podcast, you know, is it family? Is it marriage? Mm -hmm. Gender is this new thing that's coming up. But Mm -hmm. you meet with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. talk with a lot of people. You've been in a lot of different Mm -hmm. phases of life. You know, now mm-hmm. what what do you think are some of the biggest problems facing mm-hmm. um people today? Mm-hmm. Is that a too broad of a question? I mean, I think I really honestly like and I love how um, you know, I as a mental health counselor, I believe that like all truth is God's mm-hmm. truth. Mm-hmm. So like whatever the site secular psychologists are like, you know, this is truth. Well, Mm -hmm. if it's really, truly truth, it's God's truth. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I would say isolation, Mm -hmm. like, and, um, I think isolation is huge. And I, you know, God said, it's not good for man to be alone. And there's a lot of, we think we're connected. We think we're connected by texting or Mm -hmm. Facebook. It's like a false connection, but Mm -hmm. it's not a real connection. Um, So do you think mm -hmm. isolation is like the root cause of a lot of like issues that we see on the forefront? So kids struggling with identity, marriages that are struggling, people with addiction, like, is there this, is there a root cause of some of these things? Just we've become more isolated than we ever have. So we have no capacity. Like one of the authors that I was just reading talks about some of the mental health problems that we have today is becoming more in the forefront because you're finally getting a group of kids who grew up without learning how to communicate. Right. So these kids grew up with the idea that you don't honestly have to speak even in the home. Right. Like you never talked around the table. There was no deep conversation. You had a TV or you had an iPad or you had a phone. So you never learned. And he was using, I know it was Andy Andrews. So, and, and Andy was talking about the idea before that you sat around a table, Mm -hmm. kids came into rooms Mm -hmm. when adults were there. And Mm -hmm. cause what else are you going to do? You know? And so you're seeing a group of kids that are now having mental health issues that are carrying over into multiple different areas because they honestly, don't know how to have a deep conversation. Right. Do you think that's true? Do you think that's... I think it's definitely, I mean, yeah. And there's false connections. And um, the other thing is like, because of social media, there's like a pretense that we put out. Um, We can't be vulnerable. We can't be real. We can't have those real conversations. Hmm. Right. And I mean, you could look at marriages, like, okay, isolation in marriage, like... Are we, are you connecting emotionally with your mm-hmm. spouse, you know, or are you, you know, connecting with social media or you, I mean, let's, let's look at the big issues. How could isolation be, um, identity, 
you know, gender identity. Like I, I don't know who I am. So, I mean, I think it could, I think it could, you know. Yeah. So let's start with, cause I, you know, I'll just pick on some people for a second. So I think one of the hardest things, this is a, this is something that I've always said. And I, I think it's worse lately. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. hard for men to have conversations. Yeah, like, I think it's a difficult yeah. for a man to have a, like with his kids. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's easy to have a conversation about what you did in sports, how you can be better in sports, how you can, but to sit down and talk about who they are you know, and the things about them. And then I think it carries over into a marriage. Like, I don't know that there's a lot of depth that goes into conversation. And I have always said is I think part of the problem is, is that a lot of men are just perfectly fine being alone, right? They do. I mean, they're around people, but they're alone. Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. you're in a shop and you're working with a bunch of people, but you're honestly just, you're, Mm -hmm. you're by yourself and you're with your own thoughts and you Mm -hmm. walk through your own head or, you know, you really don't engage into, because the the first indication for me is when you sit down with somebody and you might've experienced this, have you ever sit down with somebody who never asks you one question? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you sit down in a conversation and that person will never mm-hmm. ask you anything, right? You're always like, Hey, tell me about, and Hey, tell me like, and the person never comes back because they honestly don't have any interest in you. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. they don't, that is a learned thing. Like they just, mm-hmm. they have learned to, to not just only care about, and, I don't, and this is maybe not just men, but I see it a lot of men, mm-hmm. you know, we'll go and we'll sit down and people ask me like, so what'd you think? And I said, well, the, here's the only thing I think. I think it's weird when you sit in there and that guy never asked one question about either one of us. Like, isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's an indication of a bigger problem. Yeah. You know, when somebody's not willing to to ask questions, mm-hmm. but willing to spew everything about themselves. I mean, don't you think that, I mean, I would think, don't you think women do that too? Like, I mean, it's awful, but I think that um, our sin nature, we love to talk about ourselves. That is for sure. Because I do meet with a lot of people and that's usually they talk about themselves all the time. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Very. I mean, I've had people ask me about me and, and want to learn, but for the most part, no, they just want to be, people want to be seen yeah. that I chair. Yeah. And it's all about me. <laughs> well, because I always grew up with, this is the thing that I always grew up with. Like I messed up always. So I tend to want to ask questions to learn. Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking if I'm going to sit with you, I want to know, like, I want to know where you come from. I I mean, I, I think asking questions is the only way to learn, you know? So even when you sit down in a meeting Mm -hmm. with somebody, I would assume that that person would come with a lot of questions like, Mm -hmm. what about you? And what do you think? And what have you been through? And what does it look? Cause that's me. I'm like, I, I want to try to learn from you right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It could be, you tell me something, I'm like, man, I'm never doing that. But you learn one of those things. Like I, I don't understand why people don't want to learn about somebody else. And you think that's because of the sin nature? Like they just don't, they don't care. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure there's part of our wiring, you know, and, and, you know, we could blame it on social media, but I don't, I mean, I remember when Lance and I first started dating and that was like a thing. Like, I, I'm like, are you a question asker? You know, like, I mean, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I am drawn to people that ask questions and I, 
Um, so we can't blame it on, cause that was way pre social media, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's, but you said isolation cause isolation is not a new thing. Social media added to the problem of isolation, but isolation has always been a thing, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. I think we can add the social media has now made it worse, but yep. I think you did identify yep. an issue, right? Yep. And that issue is yep. if there is an isolation centered around selfishness, you won't be a question asker. If I'm, if I'm isolated and happy in my isolation, I'm not going to ask you a question. Right. Right. That That's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. And I just think that's a struggle, you know, for, for people. Do you, do you think Jennifer, like, do you think that's an issue for people to be like, you're saying when you meet, but you see a lot of people, do you think it's an issue across the board or is it just, you know, I, mean, I think so. I think people are just in their own lane and they're just doing their own life and they're trying to get it, their, you know, the day completed and they just, they aren't thinking about other people hmm. that the big, there's a bigger picture to what's, what's happening. Um, and that's so. the reason they wouldn't ask the question because they're just like, they're in your lane. You're just going down the lane and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary, do you think mm-hmm. in the midst, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean well, to I mean, also, do you think that it's a really safe way to not go deep? Right. If you ask a question, mm-hmm. you might have to go deep. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I think Here's, that's with guys. Huh? I will say that probably with guys. You ask them a question and they don't want those emotions and all of that or even people in general, all that baggage, you know, I don't want people to know what my past is. I don't want to have to admit something. I don't want to have to. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's valid. Yeah. But do you think that the reason that people don't, so they're, so you're saying one of the reasons is, um, because somebody asked me a question and I don't want to unveil that. So I would say that that's partially true for multiple reasons for me, like over 25 years, I've built up defense mechanisms, right? And so part of my problem, you know, and I admit it all the time, part of my problem is, is that every time I have loved really deep, Mm -hmm. I've lost somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, some of that pain becomes unbearable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so you like, you just wonder how much you can let yourself out there. How much can you care? Mm -hmm. How much can you let your emotions? And I know it's not right. Like I get that, but parts, sometimes Mm -hmm. life allows you to build up mechanisms Mm -hmm. of defense and Mm -hmm. that that's a learned how to tear it back down because that's the thing I got out of the John Eldridge. And I told Mm -hmm. Sarah this, I told Sherry this part of my problem today is, is I lack feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I have this, um, I don't even know what, I don't know how to describe it. Like back in the day, just to have fun and cut loose and not care. Like I don't have those things anymore. Like I don't mm-hmm. have that in me. And, you know, it's just, I think it's years worth of just being a robot, getting it done, going mm-hmm. through the process, meeting with tons of people, have a lot of hurt, sitting in hospital rooms with moms watching their kids die, mm-hmm. sitting with wives watching their husbands die, sitting in rooms and watching people grieve, you know, being a part of funerals for young children, seeing people that you love. Like there's just this, and I'm not alone. I mean, everybody does that, right? Like everybody mm-hmm. has those things. Mm-hmm. But I think for me personally, that's been a defense mechanism. And after reading the Eldridge book, that's what I'm really trying to work on. That's like so I would good. love to have feelings again. That's so good. You know what I mean? That's and so I, good. I hope nobody's <laughs> taking that in a weird way. Like I have feelings, like I yeah. love, I, but there is a part of me that has mm-hmm. 
protected some of the deepest wounds of my life mm -hmm. to just try to make it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To get by and be a part of that. So I get part of that. Like some of it, I'm not going to unveil. Mm -hmm. The bigger question I have is, is that are people even thinking deeply? Because like, this has been a training for like Sarah's kids. Like when they get home and we sit around the table and I'd be like, Hey, tell me about your day. So you talk about their day. Mm -hmm. And how did God speak today? Did you hear anything? Tell mm -hmm. me about, you know, something that was good. Tell me about something. They're like, uh, like the thought process of anything being deeper than I had this for lunch. <laughs> this happened on a test. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that concept, or even it was new for Sarah when I would be like, tell me what you're thinking. And I want to hear everything. Like I want to process mm -hmm. everything. I want to ask you questions like, what it was like with Dwayne or other things. Like that's not something that's mm -hmm. normal. So that was harder for her to think of those things that are just like, Hey, I haven't processed or what is God saying to you? Or what are you struggling trusting mm -hmm. in? And mm -hmm. what are the hard things? Like, mm -hmm. I think sometimes we don't even allow ourselves to think that deeply. Right. I think. Well, and you brought up defense mechanisms, right? So mm -hmm. that's like, all this is like counseling 101, right? It, <laughs> it really is. Like, it's amazing. Like, honestly, like, Mike, you are a natural counselor. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Look at Corinne. He is. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it, Corinne. I don't mind. I don't mind. Nope. She's, I mean, question asker mm -hmm. feelings. Like, I, I'm sorry. Corinne, <laughs> you can disagree. But new profession for Mike. We'll have an office for Counselor Mike now. You what? We'll have an office that says Counselor Mike on it. So Counselor slash coach. <laughs> but, you know, that um, I think that our defense mechanisms that we build up, I mean, it's so much easier to be like, I don't know, there's nothing mm -hmm. there. There's nothing mm -hmm. there. I'm good. I'm just good to be in the workshop. I don't need anybody else. I'm good. I'm better alone. Feelings are hard mm -hmm. to feel. Right. <laughs> no, I, they're yeah. painful. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was just reading, I need to go back. Uh, remember the part in the Chronicles of Narnia where I think it's, um, it's been a long time. I literally have not read them since I read them to our kids when they were little, but it's Eustace and he develops that skin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? He becomes a dragon. Right. And, yeah. the, and the skin is the defense right. and the skin is, no, I'm not going to feel anymore. It is too painful. Right. It's too mm -hmm. painful to feel. Right. And I hear guys, especially a lot in the counseling office say, I want to know how to feel. Yeah. But women mm -hmm. too. Feelings are hard. Right. Feelings are so mm -hmm. hard. And God made us that it's not really fun to feel alone. Right. We can't really, he mm -hmm. made us that we need others back to isolation. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Shoot. Right. Back to isolation. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and again, I just think that it's both ways, right? So there is a part of like, we need to, to feel and we need to start tearing down. And then we also need to protect, right? I think that's the other part of it. Like, I think there is a boundaries back to what you said. There is a, there is a natural defense mechanism that is healthy, right? Mm -hmm. To not surround yourself with people that are going to drag you down all of the time or get into those places. But then there's these other places where you should let your guard down. Right. You know what I mean? Like there are, we should have, so in a husband and wife relationship, mm -hmm. out of anything else you have, and this is where I'm guarded. Like I'm very guarded. Like people ask me, how are you doing? Somewhere in the middle, things are like, there are only certain people I'm going to be like, totally. this is who, this is how totally. I am. Yeah. Right. Because I want to guard that. Like I think Absolutely. there are certain people that 
that's safe to say. Yeah. You know, like I said, the, the, I called Lance on the way to mm-hmm. Riley or to Riley down to, to uh, Methodist hospital after I read the report. Cause there was only one person I was at that point I was going to cry to because yeah. I hadn't cried the mm-hmm. whole time, Wow. you know, in yeah. those things. So I think there are certain people you can just let it out and then be done with it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And then there are other people. So I think that's the other thing that you're talking about is making sure there are some people we do need to put boundaries up with and guard your feelings and guard your heart. And then there are other people right. we need to let it go. Right. There's that. We're not going to just share our deepest intimate parts with everyone. Of right. course. Right. But yes. we should be doing it in our family. Cause I, isn't this part of the breakdown mm-hmm. of the family that there is no communication between husband and wife mm-hmm. that's deep and intimate. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like, I'm assuming if you're talking about some of the deepest things, cause yep. you started off loving each other. Yep. You know what I mean? Like everybody started with this passion mm-hmm. and then it just went away mm-hmm. because conversations went away from passion mm-hmm. and it became duty, Yeah, you know, and, and, and marriage becomes duty. Relationship mm-hmm. becomes duty. It doesn't become intimate anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And so that whole idea of breaking down isolation to the idea mm-hmm. of how do we get to the place mm-hmm. where you don't have to be with anybody else, but husbands, you better figure out how to do with your wives or wives, you better figure out how to do with your husband. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Mm-hmm. To- totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like um, getting to the point where you can see each other's pain. Yeah. Right. That's, that's where you get deep mm-hmm. yeah. when you're like, I want, mm-hmm. I want to be the safe person that I can share emotions with. Yeah. And, mm-hmm then those defense mechanisms get in the way or hurt gets in the way and we build up the walls and. Yeah. And this could be a whole mm-hmm. topic, but I'll put a plug in for men. You ready, Nick? Since we're the only two in the room, right? <laughs> Here's the plug in for Nick. You know why some Nick and me both are all men. You know, part of the reasons we don't share our feelings mm-hmm. because it's not safe because our wives at times take those feelings and use them as ammunition. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like all I'm doing, I just want to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. You don't have to remind right. me that it's my fault because right. I know. Right. Like I already know. Like you don't have to remind me that it's my fault. You don't have to remind me that I'm the reason we're in this situation. Mm-hmm. You don't have to remind me that it's me that can get me out. You don't have to remind me of mm-hmm. all like, but it tends mm-hmm. to be that. Well, you know, the reason we're in this situation mm-hmm. is right. because of you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the reason we're in these places is right. because of you. Right. So I think for a guy, I don't know if Nick, you can weigh into this, but I think for a guy, it's just better just to be quiet. That's why sometimes we just isolate <laughs> and be quiet. I agree. Yeah. Nick's shaking his head. I think you can go to the wife too, because sometimes we want our husbands to realize that we need something yeah. or we try to express it and then they don't care about it, Yeah. you know, and they don't respond right. and it's kind of like, oh okay, well, you're too busy. Mm-hmm. You're doing whatever. So sure. it, it's, it's a two-way street for sure. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I know I've been that before. Which part? Probably crushed my husband. Oh, got it. Yeah. 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 Well, I think we've all been on both sides. Oh, of yeah. totally. You know, I just totally. think the biggest thing is, is the, so we're talking about some of the biggest issues. The thing is just recognize where I've been and try mm-hmm. to be different. Totally. Mm. And, you know, this comes up in the counseling office all the time where it's like, I try to say, Mm. like, this is a sacred place. Like, when we share deepest parts of our heart, we cannot use this as Mm. ammunition later, right? Like that, Mm -hmm. this is a, that we're just going to put on the table right Mm -hmm. now. You're going to share deep parts. And this can, this should not be used Mm -hmm. as ammunition. But, you know, when when we love someone, gosh darn it, the people we love the most Mm -hmm. 
we know how to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And we will you if we have it, our sin nature part will be mm-hmm. like, oh, I've got ammunition. Right. They share Weaponize their deepest it. part. Yeah. They share their mm-hmm. deepest part. And I know exactly how to poke them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's a yeah, a huge issue. Yeah. Yeah. So one other, we're already at 35 minutes. Oh, good. <laughs> Good. Like, no, just one other thing. And we touched on it earlier from a mental health standpoint, Mm because I think we could also say that part of the reason we have mental health problems today is isolation, right? Like some of that that goes with it. So one of the biggest, um, and I'm just going to deem it mental health. Maybe it's not, but the whole new thing coming up, gender identity, the things that are coming up in the Mm -hmm. world, What's the best way for us mm-hmm. to help address those things, talk about those things, and walk down those roads? I mean, I know you don't have an mm-hmm. expertise on it, but is there any way that, um, because it's it is real, right? And mm-hmm. it's and it's happening not somewhere else now. Like it's yeah. it's here, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it's things that are happening with our children today. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you don't even have to address, maybe it's just better to do this. So we know it's, we know we have a lot of issues, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's gender, whether it's marriage, and a lot of it's dealing with mental health isolation issues. So how about, could you give us some tips or tools that you would recommend to help with the process of mental health, help with the process of mm-hmm. um, isolation? Like, are there some things mm-hmm. that you could recommend to our audience that could mm-hmm. help us learn how to break out of some of those places? And then maybe we can talk about some of these other things mm-hmm. down the road. Yeah. Oh, gosh, Mike, that is a zinger of a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you you answered it. Like, you know, asking questions, mm-hmm. like open-ended qu- I mean, in grad school, how do you ask an open-ended question? What's that like for you? Or just an open-ended question. Like that's how we get deep mm-hmm. with people, right? That's how we, and. So is we, that what you would mm-hmm. recommend with, so let's just take parents who have kids, yeah, right? So let's start with that. So parents who have kids that naturally want to isolate, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's mm-hmm. the natural thing. Mm-hmm. So there is this, when they get home, mm-hmm. they retreat, yeah. you know, and tend not to come out until they need something that, probably be fair to say mm-hmm. with most kids. So how can we as parents, mm-hmm. is there uh, creating atmospheres or times? Like, mm-hmm. is it important to try mm-hmm. to sit around a table? Is it important to have a time where you do things together? Mm-hmm. Like what, I mean, are there, are those just some of the. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes. Sure. Yes. I mean, otherwise mm-hmm. though, that will, those things will never happen, right? Okay. You will never have, you have mm-hmm. to, you know, it's been a long time since we've had young kids, but, um, you know, we, dinner was a, really important because otherwise, when are you going to connect? Right? right. I mean, they're, right. right. So yes, I love it. Creating atmospheres, open-ended questions. But you guys have kids that are having kids. So, I mean, this is going to be something you're going to be training them on, right? Like, uh, and the, what are the recommendations you're going to give to them? Create space yeah. for those things. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It's just definitely harder mm-hmm. today, but Right. Yeah. To be able to do that. Yeah. Right. What about for married couples? that are struggling with isolation or struggling with deep communication? Is it the same thing? How do they get to a place where they can ask those type of questions? I mean, it's all about like attachment, right? Like, are am I safe to, do I feel seen by you? Okay. Do, do you see my pain? You know, is it safe to attach to you? And what will you do with my pain, mm-hmm. right? And do you really see my pain, mm. right? I mean, I just think we just need to see each other's pain. I know I've said that a lot, but I mean, I think it, you know, with married couples, I mean, we can um, 
we can have emotionally corrective experiences where mm-hmm. we, but, you know, I think, it, it, you know, I just had someone, you know, I don't want to talk about my clients, but no. I mean, you know, the, if there's a big injury, that's complicated. You know what I mean? Sure. So like, right. you can't be like, there's this big injury. You guys just go spend time together. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. sh- that's hard. Yeah, that's a whole, that's hard. I think that's a different road. Mm-hmm. Like, you should see a counselor. Right. Like, if there's a big injury. Right. You should right. seek a counselor. A Christian counselor going to help you walk through that right. journey. But we're just mm-hmm. trying to talk to the, 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 the parents or the kids or the, mm-hmm. the families to mm-hmm. the marriages that are just not where they need to be, but, yeah. you know, the, the little things to help them to be able to connect. So we can create attachment rituals. You know what, like husband mm-hmm. and wife, do you sit in the morning and have coffee? And, you know, God made our brains mm-hmm. that we can, he made our brains so amazingly creative mm-hmm. that we can like remember times that we were close. We mm-hmm. can remember coffee in the morning. We could text each other and say, I just love sitting next to you this morning. Mm-hmm. Like that was really fun to be with you. And, or last night was really fun sitting, you know, we can make, we, we call it making the neurotrace bigger. So yeah. when we have those moments, we can sit in them and mm-hmm. savor them. And, um, you know, in, in the counseling office, we can be like, what's it like to have this person next to you that loves you and is on your side. And mm-hmm. but we can do that. You guys can do that at home too. You know, you can be like, it feels really good to be close to you right now or with your kids, you know, thanks for sharing your heart. I, I feel like I understand you a little better. Am mm-hmm. I getting it? Am I getting it? Yeah. Is that really? Mm-hmm. Cause I wanted, I want to understand you. Like, right. am I getting, am I, do you feel understood or right. what do you need? I mean, the two questions in counseling that could be taken anywhere. How are you, what are you feeling? And with guys or with women, sometimes mm-hmm. we we can widen our emotional landscape. We don't even have the emotion words, but there are emotion lists. And we can be like, hmm, okay, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling this and I'm feeling this. Because sometimes we don't even have the words. Right. But God made our brain also when we can say, oh, I actually am feeling confused, mm-hmm. it calms our brain down to say, okay, that's what I'm feeling. Right. Like we feel better. And then to have somebody else say, I see that you're confused and I... Tell me more about confused. Right. I want to mm-hmm. sit in confused with you. But um, I just lost my train of thought. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know. Yeah, creating atmospheres to be able to share those mm-hmm. types of things. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And with our kids, we can do that. And Yeah. I think, too, it's even if you could just start with this. This is what I always tell premarital, not whether they follow through <laughs> with it. I said, if you can get to the place where once a week you can look across at the person mm-hmm. that you love and just ask this question, am I meeting your needs? That's fantastic. And that's all you have to do. That is am a- I meeting your needs? And if I'm not, I am not going to be, because I say, this is the, the number one thing I did wrong in marriage in the beginning. So when Sherry and I were first married, I didn't married. I didn't know or understand any of those mm-hmm. things. But when we did get to the point where in a roundabout way, she would tell me I wasn't meeting her needs, I would be immediately mad. So I had this mm-hmm. de- like, well, yeah, I do this and I <laughs> yeah. do this. And yeah. how do you not see that? Yeah. I don't, You know what I mean? But right. What I try to teach in premarital counseling is, is you got to be able to ask it and hear it. So, so if you can't ask it and hear it, mm-hmm. then you're going to be in trouble. So you need to be able to understand that whether it's right or wrong is not the place that you need to be. So good. It's the way that she feels or mm-hmm. it's the way that he feels, yep. not the way you feel. So you have to come to the place to say, so if she says, I'm lonely, mm-hmm. you can't give her excuses of why she shouldn't yeah. be lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You should say, I have to understand why is she lonely? Yeah. What do I need to do about it? Right. That's so it so doesn't great. even yeah. matter if I think I'm right and she's wrong. Mm-hmm. 
true marriage is not about right or wrong. It's about right. understanding what they feel and trying to make a difference mm-hmm. in moving towards like, mm-hmm. if they feel it, whether it's a perceived reality mm-hmm. or a reality, mm-hmm. both of them are reality. See, right? this is Mike, the natural mm-hmm. counselor, guys. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, no, so uh, we have to be able to say it. Okay, what am I meeting? So we, if we can sit down once a week and just say, am I meeting your needs? Right. And we can be open and honest and say, no, like this has right. been a bad week. You haven't been home. You've been gone. This right. has happened. You right. came home and you were disconnected. And I'd be like, okay, like, I don't know why that, why you feel that way, but let's talk about it more. And what can I do better next week? You're amazing. If amazing. we could just start there, right. I think we could get a lot better off, but I think it's hard to get over the fact of saying we want to defend why we were, weren't that way. Yep. And, and again, we go back to her, the pain needs to be seen. Yeah. Right. And right. so that you went right where I was going to go. So the two questions in counseling are, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. And the next one is what, what do I need? Mm. What are you feeling and what do you need? Mm-hmm. And which is your, your same thing, right? Yeah. Your, am I meeting your needs? Yeah. Am I meeting your needs? But you know, what are you feeling and what do you need? Mm-hmm. And we can see each other's pain and we can connect mm-hmm. on a deep level. Those are good, deep questions that are hard to ask. Yeah, for sure. Because we're, because we might have, we don't want to hear the answers sometimes. Right. right. And then our defenses, you know, kick in and yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason that it's a struggle to answer the question is because it's a, it's a, um, when they say, no, you're not meeting my needs. Right. We always have, especially for guys. And again, I don't understand a woman's brain, but I know for a guy, we always have a list of why they're wrong and why we're right. So when you say you were lonely, I'm going to tell you, but I was home this night and I was home this night and I did these things and I did this and I thought we went on a date and I thought we did. And so what's your problem? Right. Right. And then she's like, you know what I'm saying? Like that is a, not that's how we say it, but that's how we say it. Right. And so I just finally got to the place where I had to realize this. When Sherry would say, or even now when Sarah would say, I'm lonely, you're disconnected or you're distant. It's mm-hmm. because she loves me, Absolutely. not because she's against me. Absolutely. And I always took it as when she would say it, that she was against me. Yep. Like it was a uh, yep. just a jab. And I'm like, you know what? It's because she loves me. Like she's yep. not saying those things because she hates me. So yep. I might as well figure it out, right? Yep. Like it's yep. be out of love. And then that changed everything. That's so good. So, so good. Yeah. And your pain, I have been trying, you know, yeah. like that, you know, if we could just look at each other's intentions right. and yeah, 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 no, that's amazing. Okay. Jennifer questions. Did we have any? Oh, we have a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I love you, Mary. Did I tell you? you? <laughs> Last time we had 10. Let's see what I got. Yeah, still. Oh, I have 11 now. Okay. Oh my gosh. Stop so, it. I thought so we were like done. Answer. We just never so know. We'll what? See so, okay. Patty Myers. No, no. question. Just a, I love oh. you, sister, to my dear friend. I'm so, so thankful precious. to have your friendship and your advice in my life. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Love you, Patty. <laughs> Bree Sullivan. We adore Mary. What is your best advice for slowing down to make time for your spouse when life seems to move so quickly? I feel like we've already answered yeah, that. I feel like a lot yeah. of it we talked That's about. Great that. question though, Bree. You're amazing. Um, and P.S. Give Ginger Marsha a kiss from all the Sullivan kids. Now, who's Ginger Marsha? So <laughs> we, they gave her to us, her their dog. Aww. And um, so we have, she's our adopted baby and she's so precious. And she had <laughs> several kisses this morning from me. Aww. But- <laughs> Okay, Jamie Tackett, what are the qualities you appreciate most in your friends? 
Mm. Oh, I mean, I feel like we, you know, I feel like we covered that here. Uh, let me answer one. Loyalty. That wow. is the thing I appreciate mm. the most. Yeah. Because you're always going to have struggles, mm. but the people that are there at the end of the war, mm. those are the people I'd die for. That's fantastic. I, I think um, vulnerability like, I think that's just beautiful. Yeah. You know, I love that. If we can just, uh, if we can just be honest that none of us are perfect and we're all just trying to figure this thing out. And I appreciate that a lot. Jennifer, do you have one that you would appreciate the most? Um, I think, I mean, honesty mm. is a big one too. It's yeah. like, I want to be honest with people and I want them to be honest with me, even yeah. if I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Good for you. Good. you know, yeah. we talked about no, that. Yeah, yeah, we need to be honest with each other. And yeah, it's the only way you're going to learn and grow. And yeah. um, Tammy Dennis, how do you stay positive in your field when there is so much of a mental health crisis? How do you keep it from weighing on you? Yeah, that's mm. a good question. I hear that yeah. a lot. First of all, I mean, I taught Bible trailer for 15 years. And I think that was a really great <laughs> precursor for me um, because I heard all these awful stories from these little precious eight and nine-year-olds mm. that would be like, my dad's in jail or, you know, just mm. horrible things. I'd have to just give it to God because I saw them one hour a week mm. and it was, it was heavy. Um, I mean, I, I think that... I tell myself they're getting better by talking and, yeah. you know, I, and it's, you know, it's true, mm -hmm. you know, I, and yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like. I think that you've said this before, like part of it's being able to say, and I trust that if I did my best, God will do his best. Totally. Right. He's, like yes. we have to, cause I can't even imagine thinking that what if I said something wrong or what if oh, they do that, mm -hmm. right? No. Like, yeah. I mean, I've heard you say that before of like, yeah. I do the best I can. And I'm going to trust God that he can do what only yeah. he can do yeah. to help take some of the burden off. Uh, yeah. I can't carry it. It's him. It's yeah. him. It is totally him. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's good. Um, Keely Oswald, in your opinion, what's the best way for the church to partner with parents to help kids develop a strong relationship with Jesus? Oh man, gosh, the best way for the church to partner with parents. Yeah, because the struggle today is we get them for an hour, I know. but we know that long-term discipleship happens in a family, Yeah, you know, and so how do we help equip families, you know, in that realm? And yeah. I think that's a lot of what she's asking is, is how can we, because we programmatically have something on a Sunday. Yeah. Is there things that we can do, yeah. you know, for, for parents to help that process? Yeah. I mean, I think parents, what do you need? You know, what mm. do you need? Do you, um, asking parents what, what they would need? I mean, I think again, you know, community is huge. Like how do we connect you guys? Like maybe mm. I have a child that is autistic, you know, how do we connect you with other mm. parents that have autistic children mm. or here's my struggle with this particular, how do we, how do we just connect you guys and have you guys link arms and just mm -hmm. walk to march to Jesus, mm. you know, like I, mm. it's probably simple. Do you have anything to add? Well, I just remember that I remember <laughs> the days If this still a thing, the mops groups. Oh my word. So, I, I lived with, uh, with oh, mops. Yeah, so sure. Yeah. I feel like mm. they, when they were young, moms of preschoolers, you know, so they would all mm. get together and, 
Most important. Share an experience and share in raising kids and encourage each other through, because I think it was a Christian thing. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. I I remember those days. It was a great break or, you know, play dates or Mm -hmm. figure, you know, who do you want to be around? Mm -hmm. Who do you want? Mm -hmm. What iron do you want to be around in your life and figure out how Mm -hmm. to get around it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And she says, your smile is always so welcoming. So (laughs) we're sure. Peggy Eads, how her and Lance met. What is your favorite char- characteristic of Lance? Mm. And when did she give her heart to Jesus? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when oh did you gosh. guys meet? So we met, um, we went to high school together. And um, he was two years older than mm. me. And so he did not ever look my way in high school. Like I was way, he was way out of my league. Um, and you went to high school where? We went to Blackhawk Christian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. actually his brother is my age. And so we were really mm. close. So that was probably like Lance is like, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was at Taylor University and Lance was at Huntington. And um, we came back to Blackhawk Christian for a homecoming. Mm. And he was just started flirting with me. Mm. He noticed me finally for the first time, I guess. <laughs> and it was all downhill after that. And no, so downhill. No, I mean like so he started flirting. No, the rest of the story yeah. is kind of good. So then he so this is like back in the day when there was one Christian radio station. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's talking big or whatever. But he was like, I I I am a DJ on WBCL radio. And I was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He is so not a was DJ. Was he really? Wow. I was like, I there's no way he's a DJ. Okay. And he's like, yeah, if you're ever listening, you should give, you know, give me a call and request a song. Like he's like this, like, you know, hot, you know, oh, DJ, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I don't, he's not even being real, whatever. So it was like, I don't even know how long later, like months later, um, I was driving in, I was driving in my car and I was listening to WBCL and I heard Lance. He's like, this is Lance Clark. And I was like, Oh my gosh! So Lance he is really <laughs> is a DJ. So, so Lance has always been famous. Yeah. So I called wow. him. I called him. I called him right then in the car. Did you really? Or when I got home, it wasn't yeah. not in the car because it was pre cell phone. But yeah, I called him and he was like, "What are you doing tonight? You want to go out?" Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's yeah, he's cool. always been famous. So what's your favorite characteristic about him? Oh my gosh. I there's not one. I oh, he's amazing. He's so fun. He's so spicy. Mm. He's so calm. He has like the biggest mm. faith. Like his mm. faith is unbelievable. Mm. It's unbelievable. Um he's I tend to be anxious. He calms me down. Mm. He always makes me laugh. Mm. Um, oh my gosh, I could just go on and on. Mm. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Leist, what cracks you up most about your marriage? You kind of answered that. Unless yeah. there's something funny that you kind of. What cracks me up most? Liked. Yeah, I don't Boat know. Boat rides with Lance. He cracks me up. He's <laughs> great. He's just always making us laugh, bringing the spice. <laughs> so Adam Shoemaker, he was excited. He said, yes, he said, excited you were on today. Um, he had two questions. We're answer one. Are there benefits that religious beliefs have on a person's mental health? Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you feel like if people aren't of faith that they struggle more? Oh, totally. With issues in the world than totally. if they are relying on God? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know— it's our foundation, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, if we're looking at like attachment, you know, that we need to attach to people, you know, God is our first attachment. Mm-hmm. He is our hundred percent everything. We get everything from him, right? He's mm-hmm. he's our safe haven, our secure base. 
He can help us take our thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. He can tell us what's true. I mean, it's 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah good. Um, Tammy Gass, only praise for Mary, wonderful sister in Christ. Aww. Precious. Uh, <laughs> Gina Van Meter, what has been one of your funniest memories with Jesus? Funniest <laughs> memories? <laughs> what? <laughs> Leave it to or, Gina. <laughs> Gina. I actually have a good story. Okay, okay perfect. <laughs> I have a great story. It's uh, it's good. I actually, okay. I was actually praying about the podcast. I'm like, it'd be so fun if I could tell this story. So um, this is, it's funny and it's amazing. It's incredible. So I was teaching Bible trailer. Okay. And these kids, oh my gosh, you know, they were just so precious. Like they're just, they would every day have like these amazing, like profound questions about, I mean, incredible. Like I found God was in that Bible trailer. I mean, it was just incredible. Like being able to tell these kids about Jesus. Mm. They never heard about Jesus. They didn't even never heard about sin. What's sin? Mm. You know, but so one day we were in the Bible trailer. And um, when I went in that morning, the door felt weird. Like I'm like, gosh, it was kind of hard to open. But I'm like, okay, that was weird. Whatever. Like I couldn't tell if my key was unlocking or whatever. So I got in my first class in and... um, it came time to leave and I could not get the, the door that was not open. So like I'm locked in the Bible trailer with these kids. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. And so That's I, funny. and so there's two doors to the Bible trailer. So I'm like, well, let's just, you know, maybe we could just like get out the other door and jump down or move the stairs or whatever. So it was like this big thing. I'm like, I, the door would not open. And so I'm going to the front door, going to the back door. And by this time the teacher is like knocking like, hello. And I'm like, I, I cannot get the door open. Like, I don't even know. I literally, um, so like, I'm like, you know, is it locked? Is it unlocked? And I was like body slamming it and kicking it with my foot. And I'd have, you know, the bit, the big little nine-year-old boys, I'll try Mrs. Clark (laughs) up there trying to open it. And I mean, it is not opening. And I'm not like, now I'm like, I don't even literally don't even know. And the te- and I'm like, the teacher's like out there. I'm like, I seriously, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I don't even know what is going on. So it had been a long time. Like we were going back and forth to the doors, everything. Uh Finally, a student raised their hand, Mrs. Clark. And you guys, we are like, why don't we pray? Why don't we pray? No, and you are not going to believe what happened. So I'm like, okay, God, you're going to come through because this is, yeah, well, of course we're going to pray. Yes. So we prayed. You guys, the next time I go to the door, it opened like butter. Amen. Childlike faith. It was unbelievable. And the kids are like, whoa. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that happened. It was amazing. That's good. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So that is a funny, that yeah. is one of my funniest and yeah. amazing memories of God. I love it. And then last, Chris Jackson. That looks like the bill. I put a picture of you in one of your daughter's wedding. Is your picture there? Oh, you're I so went, cute. I went on Facebook. I thought that was beautiful. So oh, I you're okay. so precious. <laughs> I'm a stalker today. What <laughs> looks that looks like the Biltmore Estate behind them? I hope they love it as much as I did two weeks ago. I guess oh. that's the question. I am. Correct. Is that the Biltmore? It's not. It's not the Biltmore. It's not. I've never been there, but I'm so glad you loved it. So where is that? Um, it's at a church in Indy mm-hmm. where our daughter got married. I couldn't even tell you the name of it right mm-hmm. now, but it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, church in Indy. Yeah. Fabulous. Right in our very own state. 
Fabulous. Yay. Okay, Jennifer, send us out. Okay. So if you would like to be a part of our podcast texting group to be able to send in a question every week, make sure to text podcast to 260-408-8383 and we'll send a question out um, or let you know who our guest is on Tuesday morning. You can send us some questions. Yeah. Good. Mary, thank you again for coming. Thank you for everything that you've done. Don't forget if when this comes out tomorrow, Thursday, whichever day that it comes out tomorrow, when it comes out, make sure that you share it, make sure you like it, comment. Also, there's going to be a link somewhere. Nick will put it in there to go onto the angel app. And if you go onto the angel Mm -hmm. app, it's going to cost you some money, but it's well worth it. You know, cost something to overcome, you know, the media and Satan and let's get this movie out. Mm-hmm. And it's confusing. If you have any trouble, text Lance and he can send you a direct link. It's super confusing. Okay. So thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So anything we can do, but again, make sure we mm-hmm. get this out. Make sure thank we share you. a lot of great stuff today. And so we appreciate you being on. So thanks for joining us. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.